Hello, my name is Rhiannon Botel, and this is a mini-podcast series about a game called Forest of Flames. Forest of Flames is a game that is being worked on in Webster University's game production course. It started production in early 2023 and is continuing production through December of 2023. This podcast is meant to give some insight on the game production process and some of the behind the scenes. I am the creative director for this project and will also be explaining some of my vision for the game, how it started, and where it's going. I've explained what this podcast is about, but I haven't really gone into detail about what Forest of Flames itself is about. I'm going to go ahead and read the Forest of Flames itch page description. For those who don't know, itch is a place where game developers and designers can upload game projects that they're working on and share it with other people to be able to play and give feedback on. The summary goes, four legendary flame spirits have awakened and have each claimed a biome within Flickerwood Forest as their own setting fire to their respective regions to stake their claim. If someone doesn't put a stop to the inferno soon, it will continue to spread through the forest and across the land until the spirit's hunger for ash is sated. Enter the Mystics, highly skilled mages who work under the Magical Beast Corporation to research and protect magical regions like Wickerwood Forest. Their newest mission, and by extension yours, is to enter the forest, defeat the four spirits, and extinguish all of the flames they encounter along the way. Force of Flames is a 2D platformer, pixel art, created in Unity. Unity is a game engine, for those who don't know. So, as stated in the description, basically you're playing as a mystic, and there's a few different mystics to choose from, each with special abilities that help you along the way as you play. The mystics also have different spells that you can learn as you play, such as water and aura. Water is very effective against flame spirits, and aura is able to break through obstacles. There will be some levels where there's a mix of doing both. You have to clear flames, and you have to destroy objects in order to get to the end of the level. The next episode of this podcast series will have an interview with someone who has worked on the Forest of Flames video game by creating art assets for the game, and who as well has playtested many of the game levels during production. During the interview, we will be talking about how Forest of Flames started, where it's been, and where it's going. I don't want to give it all away, but we're definitely going to be talking about the origins of the game and how it went from one to two people working on it to at least 10 people working on it over the past year, which has been a crazy experience. And we'll also talk more about the game itself, talk about some of the characters and how they got created. Thank you for listening, and I hope that you tune in to the next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Forest of Flames podcast. My name is Rhiannon and today I am here with a special guest, Zach. Hello. I mentioned this in the intro episode, but Zach is going to be here with me today to talk about Forest of Flames, a bit about where it started 
and where it's going and talk about the process behind creating the game. So Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, I'm Zach. I graduated from Webster University last year. Uh, I got a degree in interactive digital media, which is the same program you're doing. Yep. Zach. Hello. You worked on <laughs> you worked on the Forest of Flames games, both of them. Indeed. Uh, what did you do? I helped playtest both the analog and the video game, as well as had some creative input and helped uh, I create a sprite for the video game. I created the Squirvern variants. And we'll get into what a Squirvern is a little bit later in the podcast. So you mentioned that there's two variants of the Force of Flames game, the analog and the video game. Mm -hmm. Which came first? Uh, the analog one. I worked on the game, I created it and made the prototypes for it, and then Zach helped me playtest the game outside of class. And we also had playtests inside the class with fellow classmates because we were all playing each other's board games. I would like you, Zach, to tell me some similarities between both the board game and the video game that you noticed while playtesting. And then we can go over some differences. Both the analog and video game, they share a few names and aesthetics, uh, such as Mushroom Hollow is carried over, and it has similar assets, sort of like with the whole overgrown vibe and greenery, and of course all the areas have sort of fantastical feeling. Both the analog and video game uh, utilize water, of course, to put out the flames, and in the analog game there's a reservoir, and in the video game there's little pools that you're your uh, mystic can sit in to sort of refill the water gauge, and I feel as though both those are pretty much the same concepts to extinguish the flames and also to sort of hurt the enemy in a way. Can you talk a bit more about the characters you play as in both games and how they're similar? Yes, in both games you play as the mystic character and each of them have special uh, abilities so in both you have like a mystic that is better to deal with flames or better to deal with water etc both games have that in common what are some key differences between the analog and video game versions yes i'd say i think the most different thing between the two is definitely the way you sort of handle the enemies and the fact that there are more enemies since the in the analog game, you have sort of just one character per region, but in the video game, the character has sort of um, henchmen type or just like enemies in that area that are relevant to the theme. So in the analog game, you'd have, let's use for an example, a squirrel, which you need to get back in the cave, but in the video game, you need to actually defeat that squirrel. And then there are a bunch of little squirrels that you also need to defeat that are kind of blocking your way. And then another difference would be in the analog game, you are to use the water to put out individual flames. In the video game, you're actively putting out the flames using the button multiple times to put it out as well as the little enemies. Yeah, it's like a constant stream of water in the, in the analog game. Everyone, because it's a cooperative game, everyone shares a singular reservoir together. So it's strategy of when to use it, who should replenish it and stuff. 
in the video game, you can go back to a previous water reservoir to refill your mana, but then in the board game, it's kind of like if you don't refill it, you have a chance of really messing up the whole strategy and potentially losing the game. Right, and in the analog game, you only get... You can only do three actions per turn, correct? Like three or four yeah. around that. And then putting a fire out is one action, and then refilling is one action, so you're pretty yeah. limited there. As for the video game, you can just jump in a pool, and you're good. Okay, another difference between both games is that even though there is a squirrel-like boss, like you said before, in the video games that you have to defeat, it's really not a squirrel. It's a squirvern. Correct. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And you designed the squirverns. Yes. Okay. Can you talk about what a squirvern is, besides obviously being part squirrel, and then talk about like what it was like creating it and like what your thought process was like softwares you had to use and just kind of like your process behind making all the sprite sheets and stuff for it uh so i had the idea while i was at work the idea is a it is a squirrel mixed with a wyvern so it is mostly a squirrel but it has features of a wyvern such as wings and it can breathe fire and it's got little fangs and it has little fangs um uh, what software did you use? I used a sprite. Okay, and when you're creating sprites for an enemy, like, how, like, can you explain how that works? How that works, and like, what you're supposed to do to create those? Sure, I had to create individual frames of the squirver and sort of idling and walking and flying. So, I think I had about like six frames each for each animation of the squirvern just like floating and then walking you've heard a bit about what we're working on in cane production right now and you're gonna be playtesting some of that stuff hopefully really soon um maybe within the next couple weeks um there's this new area called Mossland thicket so it's like a mossy land place um with cave levels and mossy obstacles that the players need to get through uh, and a bunch of new enemies. With that in mind, are there things that you're really hoping to see in this new area? And are there things that you're wanting to see done to Mushroom Hollow, the area that was worked on last spring? Tomas Land Thicket. I am looking forward to seeing the new boss creature, because I think those are fun, um, as well as any other enemies that are being added. And as you sort of touched on for Mushroom Hollow, I'd like to see a revision of sorts for the Squirvern boss, because I think that could definitely be improved. Okay, Zach, I think this about wraps up our interview for today. Um, I appreciate you joining me on the Forest of Flames podcast. Thank you for having me. And next episode, we're going to do a bit of a conclusion thing because it'll be the final episode. So we'll recap a little of what was gone over today. And then I'll also be talking about a bit more of Forest of Flames stuff to come in the fall. Um, so we talked a little bit about today, but... I'll talk about it in more detail in the next episode. So 
make sure to listen and see all the new content we've got happening in Force of Flames. Yeehaw. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Forest of Flames podcast. My name is Rhiannon, and today I'm going to be talking about what we're working on in game production for Forest of Flames this semester. A new feature that is going to be in Forest of Flames is something called the Tomes of Knowledge. The Tomes of Knowledge are books that you can collect on your journey while exploring Flickerwood Forest, and they each have little snippets of lore. Uh, so we're going to create a whole menu that's going to have all of these logs that you collect throughout your journey and you'll be able to read the history of all the different things in Forest of Flames. We're also creating a new region of the forest called Mossland Thicket. This place is going to have mossy levels and also underground caves. Each cave will have secret areas that only specific mystics can access. So like. Fire mystics can only get into a certain part of the cave where the air, water, and earth can't, and so on and so forth. This will allow for players to be able to want to replay some of the levels and try out new characters and see where the levels take them. With a new region also comes new enemies. This region is going to have a vast amount of enemies compared to Mushroom Hollow. There will be insect-type enemies and also a bunch of jackalope mystical variant enemies around the forest as well. An example of a jackalope type enemy is the bramble bunny. The bramble bunny hides within bramble bushes and then, when you least suspect it, launches out at the player. The mystics are also getting an update this semester. The mystics are going to have very different animations and have a slight new look to them, so they're a little bit more chibi. The animations are going to be much smoother than just a couple frames like how they currently are, so your mystic will look much more livelier while you play. There are many new things that I haven't mentioned yet that will also be in Forest of Flames, but I'll keep those a secret for now. Just know that we are for sure updating our game manual guide, which will have more of the lore for the story and it will also have updated level guides for all of the collectibles in each level for Mushroom Hollow and Mossland Thicket. We will also have an updated game trailer that features some of the new gameplay as well. This about wraps up our final episode for the Forest of Flames podcast miniseries. You can play the original demo of Forest of Flames on our itch page now, or you can wait until mid-December where we will be releasing the new update for Forest of Flames with all of the features that I listed before. Thank you so much for listening to the Forest of Flames podcast. I hope that you were able to listen to something new while listening to the series and that you download the Forest of Flames game and are able to enjoy it.